Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. We have been doing, oh, okay, we have been doing uh, this summer, we have been doing summer of the, wow, Mitchell was the only one here? Sad. Summer of the Spirit. Like three more people. Okay. Man, you guys go wake up tonight. All right. So we've been doing Summer of the Spirit. This summer, we really just went after Holy Spirit, who he is, that he's, he is fully God, right? And so we've been talking about him and we've been breaking down a bunch of lies or, or things that people believe about the Holy Spirit. I know with me growing up, I believed in Jesus. I believed in the Father. And in a lot of ways, I was like the Holy Bible. Like I, I didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit much. It was just the Bible. I love the word of God, but it's the words of God. It's not God. It's meant to point us to God, right? And so it was always meant to facilitate and create an encounter with the Holy Spirit. So this summer, we've been really going after who is the Holy Spirit? Where is he in scripture? And then we did all, we started covering all the, the stuff that sometimes a lot of churches don't talk about, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? And we went through what, what, is, what are the gifts? Where are they scripturally? What do they mean for us today? We went through miracles. We went through healings. We talked about prophecy, just the Corinthians where he goes through and he lists all these gifts. How many of you have enjoyed it uh, this, so far? Okay. That's okay. And the other people, you'll learn to enjoy it. It's okay. It'll come. All right. So, but it's been super fun. We've been trying to teach you how to hear God's voice. We've been teaching you about to pray for people. We believe that people, that Jesus didn't just be like, and now I'm done. That was officially the last healing service. You know, it's like, bummer, you didn't make it, right? Can you imagine that guy who was going to go to the healing service and something came up? And then he's like, dang it, it's over, right? No, we don't, we don't believe that happened, right? We believe that Jesus is alive and well, and he's healing still today like he did back then, right? And so we've been going through all the gifts. So tonight, I've seen a lot of churches, uh, they get to the part of the, they go through the gifts, and they, they talk about them, and then they get to the final couple gifts where it talks about tongues and interpretation of tongues. And then a lot of people are like, that's weird, that's uncomfortable, let's just skip that part. Let's join, let's jump to the chapter uh, and we'll focus on love, right? You know, we love love. We love talking about love. We don't like talking about tongues, right? And so I grew up with this big misunderstanding. What is tongues? What is interpretation of tongues? It's a gift. I'm reading it. No one will talk about it. It's like the, the weird, it's like out of the spiritual gifts. It's like the, the drunken uncle that everyone's kind of like, well, he's part of our family, so he's in here, but no one really hopes he shows up, you know? Like, like and I'm telling you, they, they do these church meetings, and they're like, yeah, you're here, God. And then someone will speak in tongues, and people are like, came, <laughs> right? Dang it, right? And so, but he's still invited. So I, I think that's so sad. It should not be like that. It's a gift. I mean, it's a good thing. Parents don't give bad gifts. Like, <laughs> they're going to hate this one, right? Like, they don't do that. They love to give good gifts. And I did not understand God's heart for it or why it was a gift. I was raised Baptist, and so I was super freaked out by it. Just be totally honest. And now, to this day, um, uh, I'm proud to say I, like, every single day speak in tongues. Like, it's become one of my favorite gifts, and it really is a gift. But how come we don't hear people talk about it, break it down? A lot of times people just say, you kind of just get it or you don't, you know? And they, they don't actually break it down. So tonight, my goal is to break it down and then at the end do, like, a activation. And whoever wants it, go for it. So I want to challenge you, if you feel uncomfortable, totally okay. That's where I was at, okay? And I'll share a part of my testimony. My goal is also to do the, the other part that 
even more than tongues people don't talk about is interpretation of tongues. And uh, yeah, I, I'm stoked about that. And so I really think that someone can speak in tongues and then someone else can get the interpretation. I think it looks really different than what people think though. And so when I first saw it, I was like, this is insane. I don't know what's going on right now, but God revealed his love through it. And then that's what got me. Okay. So are you guys okay to jump into that and just learn about it tonight? Cause it's one of the gifts. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah? Okay, sweet. All right, guys. So first time, uh, so I actually, born and raised, Baptist church, Baptist to the core, go Baptist. That's, that was me, right? And then when, uh, when I graduated high school in 2009, I went to Youth with a Mission, YWAM, like our buddy over here, right? And I was in Kona, Hawaii, okay, for a couple years. And I remember I was there and Baptist to the core, right? Never even, no one even talked about tongues, right? If you talked about it, it's like that weird church over there speaks in tongues. It's almost like they found a unicorn. You know, they're like, that church thinks they have a unicorn, right? It was kind of like, those guys are weird. That's what I thought about it. So I'm sitting there and there's this lady behind me and she's Korean and she's just going for it. She's, right? And I look at her. I don't know what language that is. What is that? And I'm trying to worship and I'm so distracted. I'm like, is that Korean? Is it Chinese? What is that? And I'm just staring at her. She's crying and countering. And I'm like, is this? And I say to someone, what is she doing? He's like, she's praying in tongues, man. She's praising God. I'm like, that's a thing? People can do that still? Like, they found the unicorn. <laughs> like, they found it, right? Someone found it, right? What's going on, right? But I, and so I was kind of like, eyes open, there's people around here who do this? Because I just didn't know it, it, it existed anymore. And then I went on outreach. I was in China, and I remember we were sitting downstairs. We we're in this, this underground church, and basically, it was, they, they had like this soundproof attic that they could just worship their hearts out in and no one could hear them, right? And so they would just, the whole community would gather, go in the attic and they would just worship the Lord. It was awesome. So we're sitting down there and we hear like yelling up in the like attic. And we're like, we should go up there. Sounds like something's happening. We walk up there. There's this, this once again, Korean guy. Koreans are awesome, man. They just go for the Holy Spirit. It's great. So they're sitting there and this guy's on his knees crying and he's just, just yelling out in prayer. But what he's saying, he's saying, limpia mi corazón, señor. Limpia mi corazón. Padre, Padre, limpia mi corazón. And we're like, he speaks Spanish. No way. I'm from Southern California. I speak Spanish, kind of, not really, right? <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. We can speak, right? And so, so I, I, look, I look at him, and I, afterwards, he's crying, praying his heart out in Spanish. I walk up to him and say, hola, amigo, because I know he doesn't speak English. And he looks at me super confused. I say, hola, amigo. He's like, and he looks at the interpreter, the translator guy, and says, like, in Korean, like, what's he saying? And the, that guy only speaks English and Korean, so he looked at me and said, I don't know, what are you saying? And said, I'm speaking Spanish. And then he's speaking Spanish. Why? What? <laughs> and I said, and I looked at him and said, you were speaking Spanish. And he says, no, I wasn't. I was praying in tongues. I said, no, you weren't. You were speaking Spanish. My other Spanish-speaking friend here also says you're speaking in Spanish. <laughs> we heard you. And then he looks at me, and he says, where do they speak Spanish? <laughs> he didn't even know. And I realized, this guy doesn't know a thing about Spanish, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is insane, mind blown. His eyes get big, and he says, you have the gift of interpretation. 
And he runs down and he tells all of all the people. These Korean people come running up. You hear them coming. Doo, 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 and we're like, uh-oh, they're coming, right? They come up and they, he's got the gift of interpretation. He understood my tongues, right? He told me what it meant. It meant clean my heart, Father. And they're all like, interpret mine. And they grab me and they're like, shut it up. And they start yelling at me in tongues. I'm like, no, no, he spoke Spanish. Like, this is not, this is not, like, I don't have, what's going on, right? And our whole team, we sat there for, we sat there for so long trying to convince them. He spoke in Spanish, right? And so that was my first encounter. And afterwards I left saying, maybe tongues is real, right? And God really woke me up and said, yeah, I can use this thing. And the beauty, the beautiful part is it brought the man closer to Jesus. Because he said, what am I saying? He said, you were saying, clean my heart, God. Clean my heart, Lord. Clean my heart, Father. You were calling him Father. You are calling him Dad. And you are saying, clean my heart. And he just was crying and said, that's totally what's been on my heart. Like, I just feel so like I need God right now to cl- come in and clean me, you know? And so it was, oh, it was absolutely beautiful. And that forever kind of messed up. And I said, okay, I saw the beauty of this. I don't want to be creeped out by it. This man encountered the love of God. He brought a stranger from the other side of the world to interpret this, this prayer, you know? And I said, okay, God, if this is you, if it's God then it's good and I want it in my life. If it's God, it's good and I want it. That's gotta be a motto of your heart. If it's God, then it's good and I want it. Even if it offends me up here, even my brain don't want it. Like I want it. I want it in my heart. I want it in my spirit. And so basically tongues is, it's real. (laughs) It's really real, man. And I've had time and time again, stories like this happen. You know, and I could tell you, come up to me afterwards, I could tell you a dozen more stories that have convinced me this thing is real, even in America, okay? And so, even in America, okay? So, um, basically, tongues, it's a gift from God, from the Holy Spirit, just like healing is. You realize speaking in tongues is just as miraculous as a healing? Because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, it's supernatural, Speaking in tongues is just as miraculous as prophecy because it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. And it's meant to give, what do the gifts of the Holy Spirit do? They, they build the fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like they're really, they do amazing things for you. But the thing is, are you willing to take the step of faith? Just like you would take a step of faith to pray someone for healing and say, let's, th- let's see if this thing works. Are you willing to take a step of faith and try to speak out in tongues? Just like you take a step of faith and say, God, I don't know if I hear you right now, but I'm going to pray for this person. I think God's saying this to you and you're trying to give a prophetic word to somebody. In the same way, it takes faith to kickstart the gift of tongues. People have this misconception. They think it's like that movie. They think they're just sitting there and then all of a sudden God just takes over, taps in. It's like, should I get it? And you're like, ah! <laughs> you don't know what to say, right? And that's not, I mean, he can do that, but more often than not, it's activated through your faith, just like every single gift of the Spirit. Why would tongues be different? Why would they all be like, these all operate through faith, except for tongues. That one, I just, I just hijack your vocal cords whenever I want. You're like, no, it's, it's activated through faith. So is interpretation of tongues. It's activated through faith. He doesn't just hijack your ears, it, interpretation doesn't mean like, I just heard that in English all of a sudden. It, it can, but more often than not, it's activated through faith of like, when you were speaking in tongues, I got this image. I feel like God was saying this through your message. And so do, the question is, do we have faith to tap into it? 
And so I want to show you, first off, where it is in the Bible. Did you know that Jesus actually prophesied tongues would come? In Mark 16, 17, he says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. He didn't say these signs will accompany the early church. He didn't say these signs will accompany the disciples and nobody else. These signs will accompany, you know, up until the last healing service meeting, and then they won't anymore, <laughs> right? These signs are for the establishment of the early church. Like, he doesn't say that. He says, these signs will follow those who believe. Who in here believes? If you don't, talk to me afterwards. It's cool. We could pray. Okay, so that means these signs are meant to follow you. They will cast out demons. Snap. And they will speak in new tongues. That's crazy. He puts that up there with demon casting, <laughs> right? You're going to speak in new tongues, okay? And then we see this actually happen in Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. This is the, the Passion Translation, kind of expands on it a little more. It says, on the day of Pentecost, on the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm, okay? The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it... It was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. That's a creepy scene. That's crazy. This is the Bible. This is crazy. Okay, they, they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. That's awesome. So the definition, what is speaking in tongues, okay? The gift of speaking in tongues, it's a spiritual gift that God gives to the body of Christ. There's actually, and I want to try to make this clear, that, that there's, you can see two, almost two different types of speaking in tongues. One is to speak to God in a language that, you, that they've never learned, okay? It's you speaking to God. It's a vertical, me to God, me to God, okay? Okay. The second is to receive and communicate a message from God to his people, so it's horizontal, in a language they've never learned, okay? So, hey, Joel. <laughs> All right, just, someone's behind me. Is that you, God? All right. All right, so, so you have a vertical version where it's you speaking to God in a language you don't know, and there's a horizontal version when it's you speaking a message from God to somebody else. People are hearing it. It's for them. Like, that guy went, or like the story of Acts, after this, he goes out, they speak in tongues, all these people hear them in their language, and they get saved. They hear the gospel in their language, they get saved. That's a horizontal version of it. But I want to show you, we know based on context of verses, how there's kind of these two different versions of it, and I'll show you a little bit, okay? We see these two types of tongues here. The first type is a personal edification between me and God, the vertical, and the second is an edification for the people around me, all right? So uh, the first type, we see this actually in multiple places in the Bible. We see where uh, stories where there's no interpretation because it was a personal connection between them and God. So Acts 19, verse 5 and 6. Paul, basically, he got a bunch of people saved, and that's where it starts. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul lay, had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. It never says there was an interpretation. Paul was the same guy who's, who's the one who wrote about tongues and interpretation. He has multiple stories where someone gets filled with the Holy Spirit, they start speaking in tongues, and it never says anything about an interpretation. 
right? And so, because this was a moment, they weren't in a church service, they weren't publicly speaking, they weren't getting up and declaring a message. It was them praising God, vertical, their hearts connecting with God, and they start praising and worshiping and speaking in tongues. It was a vertical action in that moment, okay? Does that make sense? Can you guys see that there? All right, so... <laughs> he gets it. All right. Paul goes on to explain, okay, this type of tongues in 1 Corinthians 14. This is a lot of times where you kind of get the blueprint of like, what is tongues? Uh, where, what do we see? Where do we learn about it? You see this really break down in 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to start in verse 2. It says, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. Okay, so this type of speaking in tongues is not speaking to men. It's not horizontal. This is that vertical kind, okay? So this is you speaking to God. You don't even know what you're saying here because you're not not even speaking to anyone. You're speaking to God, right? That's important. No one understands, (laughs) right? Don't try to figure it out and understand, all right? This is you speaking to God, okay? And then it says this, verse three. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Verse four, the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So he's trying to compare and contrast here. He's trying to show that when you're speaking in tongues, why? What's the point? That's really weird. He says, this is what it does. It actually builds up and it edifies your own self. It builds up your spirit. You're not, it, it, it's weird. It's, it's like it bypasses your mind and it just goes, your spirit gets built up. Just your spirit to God. And whereas a prophetic word is meant to edify somebody else, right? So do you see the difference? Tongues edifies me. Prophecy edifies you. I'm speaking it out to edify you. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm trying to help break this down. Both are meant to build out, but one's personal and one's for another one. Now, when, basically in speaking of this context, of this personal tongues where he's like, no one understands but God, it builds up me, it builds up my own spirit. He says this, verse five, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. What's crazy here is he's not talking to the, he's talking to a church, He's talking to the Corinthians, the people of this entire church. And he's saying, I want you all to speak in tongues. And, and it's crazy. When I read this verse, I said, well, that's pretty clear. Because I, somehow I thought we weren't supposed to, or, or that it was taboo, or only certain people could do it. Or maybe you who only have the gift, that guy over there, he got the gift, but he's one in a million. He got the gift, right? But he says, no, no, I want all of you to speak in tongues. And he says, and even more to prophesy. Why? Why does he want you to speak in tongues and prophesy? Because he just said, one edifies you and one edifies them. And if you're getting filled up and edified and they're getting filled up and edified, you're having a really healthy church. Like, this is great. And so he's trying to build the church. He says, edify yourself and edify each other. I mean, guys, it, it, it's like, it's so, it's so clear. He just says, I want you all to do this. It goes exactly with what Jesus said. These signs will follow those who believe. They're gonna speak in new tongues. It's for everyone. You all have access to this gift right? You all have the ability to tap into this. Paul and Jesus, they wouldn't say, I really want all of you to have this. Only some of you are going to get it though. Sorry, luck of the draw. Like, 
sorry, right? He doesn't do that. He doesn't say, you know, I want all of you to get this. But I'm going to make it really hard for some of you. Like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> right? Like, it's some of you are going to, you're going to have a hard time, right? No, he's just saying, he's making it, he's making the, the access really easy, the gate really open. You can all do this. I, and he actually encourages them. I want you all to do this. He doesn't say, some of you will stumble upon this gift. He says, no, I want all of you to go after this thing. It's really, really good, okay? So application, what does tongues do for you? Like I said, it builds you up. It builds your spirit. Praying in tongues, it's a mystery to the mind, okay? Uh, verse 14, this is what it says. It says, for if I pray in tongues, okay, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Your mind is not supposed to understand what's going on. Your mind will literally be like, well, this is unfruitful. Your mind, you'll be praying in tongues like, right, whatever. <laughs> I tie my bow tie, you tie my bow tie, we tie my bow tie. Like you just said that really quick. <laughs> Have you guys heard all those before? There's some, there's, I bought a Hyundai, I should have bought a Kia. Have you heard that one? Anyway, I bought, um, never mind, all right. Whatever. It sounds like tongues. I bought a Hyundai. I should have bought a Kia. But I bought a Hyundai. Or you say it really fast. I tell my bow tie. You tell my bow tie. We tell my bow tie. Anyway, whatever. Charismatic jokes. You'll get it one day. All right. So we're working at it. You'll get it. You'll get it. All right. Anyway, so, so, right? <laughs> Your mind's going to be unfruitful, okay? Your mind is literally not going to be bearing fruit. It's unfruitful for your mind, right? Your spirit is getting it. It's like tapping in, bypassing your mind and going straight. It says, my spirit is praying. That means when you're speaking in tongues, you're the core, it's like a perfect prayer because it skips the filter of your mind and it goes directly from your spirit to God. And no one understands it. Not even you, not the devil. Not, I don't think angels. I don't think the devil, because he says, no one gets this except for God. It's like a perfect prayer, right? It's one of these moments where when you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues because your spirit knows what's going on and can pray. It's kind of like how, like babies, right? They don't know how to speak English, they don't know how to say, I'm hungry, dad. So, so God gave them the gift of crying so that they can, they can tie their emotion to some kind of a language. They can, ah, right? And they can get it out, right? It's this crying out and how crazy that the parents understand their child's cry. No one else really does. A lot of other people hear their babies cry and they're like, dude, that baby's annoying, right? I don't know what's going on, right? But parents are like, oh, he's hungry. Or, oh, that's his tired cry. Or, oh, he's bored, right? Or, oh, he just wants it. Oh, he's just complaining, right? They know the type of the cry. It's bizarre. But you hear the cry and like, dude, that baby's just crying, right? So you, when tongues is coming out of you, people are like, they're just speaking in tongues. And God's like, they're hungry. They're tired. They're broken, they're, they're just complaining, right? No, I don't know what it is, but he interprets it. Like he perfectly knows what your spirit needs and he's interpreting it. It's like a gift, like crying is to a baby. Tongues is a spiritual crying out and praying to God, your father, and he can interpret it. The baby doesn't even know. The baby's like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just crying because I'm hungry. The father's like, I know exactly what you need here. Here, eat, right? Like, I know exactly what's going on. This is tongues. Like, this is, it's a gift. 
how beautiful that God would give a way for your spirit to cry out to him when English fails. Because English can only make it so far. Every language in the world is not going to be able to comprehend and speak out the language of your spirit. So he gave you a spiritual language. And that's what tongues is. That's why he says, I want all of you to do it. I want all of you to be able to have this prayer unto God. And yeah, it's really good, guys. But I want to encourage you, it's natural for your mind to be like, what's going on? Unfruitful. This is stupid. <laughs> because you tap in through faith. It's faith. So often faith looks stupid at first. And then you see the fruit of it afterwards. Like something's changing inside of me. Every time I pray in tongues, I don't really get it, but it's happening. Right? So this is that, this is that, that first type of tongues where he's saying, my mind's unfruitful. My spirit knows it's praying. This is to God, not to men. Right? And I know it's different because the next type of tongues he talks about, and when you bring tongues to men, so that, do you see how there's different? This one is not to men. This one, when you're speaking it out to men. So this is where we do. We're going to shift into the public one, okay? So verse five, it says, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. Second part of the verse says, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets. Then it's on the same level as prophecy when someone's interpreting. So he's saying, the reason he says this is because if I get up there and said, hey, dude, I just want to let you know, right? and I just start doing the tongues, he's going to be like, all right, that was weird. Like, I don't know what's going on, right? So that's why he says prophecy is better because like, hey, I feel like God wants to tell you this and he can know what's happening. So it's not, it's not like a, he's saying it's greater in the sense that for the, for the public meeting, for me giving a word to somebody, you try to use language that they will understand. That's why he says it's greater. He says, unless somebody interprets it. Then it's at the same value. You guys see that? So we've mistaken it. We've said no one's allowed to speak in tongues unless somebody has an interpreter. He doesn't, he doesn't say that though. He's just saying it's better <laughs> if you have this interpretation here, right? And so, so going down, this is where we see that shift happen. Now he's shifting from personal prayer life, tongues, to corporate proclaiming it out and speaking it, okay? He doesn't outlaw in the church. He says, he doesn't say, no one's allowed to do this unless you have an interpretation. He's actually just saying, when it happens and you're giving a public word, have an interpretation for that, all right? So, verse six, he says this. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, that means it just shifted. I pray to God. Now he's saying, but now if I'm coming to you, and I'm speaking in tongues. So see how it's shifted to horizontal? Do you guys see this? You following with me? All right, okay. If I come to you speaking in tongues, okay, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? That's just what I said with, with Patrick here, right? He puts, he puts that on the same level as teaching, as prophesying, as revelation, right? He says, speaking these tongues out to you, this kind of a message, right? He says, uh, if even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle or bugle uh, gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves, if with your tongue you utter speech that's not intelligible, because remember it's not fruitful for the mind, it's not intelligent, it's a spiritual thing, right? That's not intelligible, how will anyone know what you said? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many different languages in the world and none is without meaning. That's really important. None is without meaning. 
But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker and the speaker a foreigner to me. Spanish meant nothing to that guy because he didn't know what it meant. But when he had the interpretation, it totally wrecked him. And so here he says, notice this. We say it's not real tongues unless there's interpretation. He didn't say that there. That's like saying Spanish is not a real language unless someone can interpret it. If someone got up, if a guy came in here and spoke in Korean, and I don't speak Korean, he gets up and he's like, oh, yeah, I say, oh, and he starts talking, right? And I would, I would look around, and I would be like, does anyone in here speak Korean? We have an interpreter. Okay, say, say, say no one for the sake of this. Say if no one does. He starts talking, he gets on the mic, starts speaking in Korean. And we look at him, and I'm like, uh, does anyone speak Korean? And you guys are like, no. And he keeps trying. He speaks again in Korean. I'm like, really? No one knows anything in Korean. Not at all. Right? Oh, man. He's, that doesn't mean Korean ceases to be Korean. It's still a real language. Just because tongues might not have an interpretation in the moment doesn't mean it's not real tongues. Do you see? He says every language. It's just, so he's, he's not disqualifying it. Churches say if there's no interpretation, it's not real. That's not what he says. He never says that. He actually says, it is real. We just don't know what's being said, <laughs> right? And so that's why he treats it like a real language, okay? So verse 12, so with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Remember he said, how do you do that? How, how do you build up the church? Interpretation. So strive after interpretation. Go after interpretation. How many of you are actually going after interpretation. Anyway, all right, verse 13. Therefore, one who speaks in tongues should pray that he may interpret. How many of you pray, God, give me the interpretation? A lot of times we don't. We get up there, someone speaks in tongues, and we're like, I wonder who's got the interpretation. Oh, nobody. <laughs> that was not real, right? And then God's like, what the heck? Like he's saying, no, 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 no. That guy was faithful. He took a step of faith and spoke in tongues. You're not even trying. You're not even trying to interpret, right? And he's saying here, you should pray that you get an interpretation for it. So don't just assume, well, I didn't hear it in English. Must not be me. I don't got the gift, right? He's saying, no, you all should strive after this thing. Right? And so how many of you, when you're praying in tongues by yourself, ask for the interpretation? He doesn't just say somebody else. He's just saying, pray you get the interpretation. You can get the interpretation for your own spiritual language. You can speak something out in tongues and then get the interpretation for it. You don't need to assume it has to be somebody else. We see this all the time. We see someone get up, they pray in tongues. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> I bought a Hyundai, should have bought a Kia, right? So they get up there and they start praying in tongues and then they, they're like, shut it up, they're like, God, give me hope. God, give me hope. It's weird, they're shifting between these tongues and then English. And it's, I believe in those moments, they're getting an interpretation and they're speaking them out. And they're speaking them out. We see this with singers. Sometimes people will sing in the spirit, they'll sing in tongues and then all of a sudden it'll shift and they start singing in English. Spontaneous things. That, that's an interpretation coming out right there a lot of times, right? Are we praying for the interpretation or do we just assume it's not my job, it's someone else's job? Do we do, we do that for ourselves? Okay, going down to uh, verse 20. Are you guys doing okay? 
I know this is really teachy. I'm just trying to bring clarity on something that usually has a lot of mystery. It's like shrouded in confusion and mystery. And it was meant to be a gift God gives his kids. And dads don't give their kids like, well, maybe some dads give their kids mystery boxes. They're like, good luck figuring it out. But he's not like that. He gives you good gifts. And he's like, you're going to love this one. He's not like, I got you a dark cloud. You'll never figure this out. Like he wants you to understand this thing, right? So I'm trying to bring clarity here. All right. So you're meant to ask for the interpretation. And we see more in context. If you jump down to verse 27, it says, if anyone speaks in tongues, let there be only two or three at most and each in turn and let someone interpret. He's saying, let them speak in tongues. Let two or three speak in tongues, right? But if there's no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. What I love there is he says, if no one has interpretation, he doesn't say stop speaking in in tongues. He doesn't say there's no interpretation. Stop. This isn't God. He just says, just, just be silent publicly. Just go sit down and keep speaking in tongues between you and God. Do you see that last line there? He says that and speak to himself and God. He doesn't say stop speaking in tongues. He's like, just stop corporately doing it out loud on the mic. (laughs) Just sit down and keep praying in tongues. Maybe it was a message for you, right? But what I love is he says, but let two or three people try it. So he's, he's getting up. It's the same thing. Spanish guy comes in here and I'm like, yeah, dude, speak. Does anyone speak Spanish? Did anyone get that? Try again. No interpreter. No one? Really? Not a single person speaks Spanish? Huh. All right, dude. Well, you're welcome to keep speaking Spanish. We love you. We're not saying Spanish doesn't exist anymore because we don't understand it right now. <laughs> you're allowed to go sit down and keep praying in Spanish. He treats it like a language. Do you see this? Right? He doesn't say, uh-uh. No one's ever allowed to speak Spanish in church again. No one knows the interpretation, bro. That ain't a language. That ain't God. That's not a real word. No one understands you, bro. <laughs> right? Do you see that? He says, no, just go sit down and keep praying. How do you not know the interpreter's being rebellious? How do you not know this, this poor dude gets up and then this girl afterwards like, I speak Spanish, both too scared because I don't know it that well and what if I got it wrong? And he's like, dude, you made me, now everyone thinks Spanish is a real language. Thanks. <laughs> right? Like, what if, what if the interpreter got the message and didn't faithfully step up because they felt awkward? And now everyone blames the tongues guy. We blame the Mr. Faithful and we cover and protect the rebellious dude who, who decided not to st- step up. Oh, dang it. Right? And what I love is he's like, yeah, give them at least two or three strikes. Give them two or three chances. Let two or three of them up there. Let them speak. And then if there's still no interpreter, then they can go sit down and they keep writing in tongues. So he doesn't say just cut it out. He's believing within two or three chances, someone's going to get this thing. But if no one doesn't, go sit down. We'll move on just to move the service along. We can keep going, right? Do you guys, do you see this? I'm just trying to make a, a modern breakdown for it, okay? So verse 39, he says, so my brothers be eager to prophesy. Do not, everyone say do not Do not forbid speaking in tongues. Like, oh, how many churches are like, that verse don't count. They just crossed that one out, right? They just cut that one out a little bit, white it out, right? (laughs) Do forbid. One word makes a big difference, right? They do not forbid. It's almost like he knew y'all gonna try to forbid this one. 
Because he didn't, he never said, don't, don't forbid healing, right? He didn't say that because everyone wants to be healed, right? But for this one, he has to clarify, don't forbid this, all right? Don't do it. You're going to want to. It's unfruitful. It won't make sense up here, but it's really good for your spirit. Don't forbid speaking in tongues. Do not. I like, I don't know. I looked it up in the Greek. It means don't forbid. It, it's still, it doesn't change. <laughs> it's still the same thing, right? <laughs> don't do it, right? Okay, so anyway, all right. Can we go on how, how to receive this thing and then we're gonna do it? We went, we're, we're going a little late tonight because worship was awesome and it was just great. We didn't wanna, we did wanna move on. All right, so yeah, there's even more verses about singing in the spirit, singing in tongues too, but that's, an, that's a whole nother thing, right? So, but it's really good. All right, so, both tongues and interpretation of tongues are spiritual gifts. Like all the spiritual gifts, you have to activate them by faith. Um, how, how, do you know if, how do you know if healing is flowing through you unless you try it? You say, be healed in Jesus' name, right? How do you know if you got a prophetic word and it was accurate unless you say, I feel like God wants to tell you this? Did that make sense? And then they say, no, nah, dude, try again. Or they say, yeah, that was, that was totally it. And then you start to realize, oh my goodness, I can hear God. Same thing with interpretation. Same thing with tongues. I I didn't hear in English, but when you were speaking tongues, I feel like you said this. Does that make sense? And it goes, yeah, it totally made sense. You're right, you know? Or, nah, not at all. And then you're like, maybe that was me, <laughs> right? So, and you start to learn how to use it, just like all the other gifts. Speaking in tongues, same thing. Try it. Try to speak. Watch what happens. More often than not, I see people try. They don't just sit there and then they're just like, like it just comes out. They usually were like, hey, start to speak some syllables. Start to speak out. You have to, you're, you're getting like the, the faith engine going, okay? So uh, this is what happened to me when I got up. This guy, he spoke in tongues uh, and he said, tonight I'm teaching you how to speak in tongues. This was in YWAM in Kona and we had like this Holy Spirit night and the guy was trying to speak in tongues. I'm super Baptist. So I'm like, you're wrong. Don't, I don't believe this, right? Is what I said to the guy. He's like, just trust me. And he broke it down. I really loved that my heart came alive with the baby analogy. And I was like, that's beautiful. I want that, right? So I said, okay, God, if this is you, it's good and I want it. I want to speak in tongues, okay? And, and the problem is, did, how many in here like, uh, like SpongeBob? Growing up, you watch it. Could you guys remember the one where, uh, where <laughs> I remember all of them. Yes, of course. So do you remember? Well, then you know. You know the one, I should say. You know the one where uh, Man Ray is with Patrick and he's like, is this your wallet? And Patrick's like, it's not my wallet, right? Do you guys remember that one? And then he's like, <laughs> I saw you drop this, sir. And he's like, it's not my wallet. And then he picks up, are you Patrick Starr? Yes. Is this your ID? Yes. I found this ID in this wallet. Uh-huh. That means it should belong to you. Okay, so take it. It's on my wallet, right? You guys remember that? You remember that scene? I love that. It's like my all-time favorite SpongeBob scene. So anyway, this is how I was with tongues. The guy, he taught it, preached on it for longer than I have. He just kept going, kept breaking everything down. He's like, who wants it? I'm like, I want it. And he's like, so, okay, we're gonna pray. I prayed, I received it. And they're like, now speak in tongues. I was like, I can't speak in tongues. I can't say anything. And he's like, all right, no, no, you have activated. You have to do it in faith, okay? Do it in faith. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, okay. All right, go for it. I can't. I can't speak in tongues. And he's like, no, no, no. So try, try to get syllables out. Try to say things. Try, try to speak, okay? Do you, do you understand? Now it's activated by faith. Uh-huh. Do you understand when you speak it out, it'll start to come? Uh-huh. All right, now go for it. But I don't have anything, right? That's like exactly how I was. I assumed I had to get something up here before I could speak it out. And, and, and so what he did, he's like, you know what, bro? <laughs> he was so patient with me. He said, just say, just in faith, just say, God, take take that spiritual language, those things 
deep inside, tie it to these words in a prayer right now. I just always said that. And he said, just say, Baba Biba. And I'm like, that's stupid. And he's like, just, like, just say, just, just try something. Like, he's trying to help me out. Just say, Baba Biba. Why would I say Baba Biba? I don't really want to say Baba Biba. Just try. And so I'm like, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, Baba Biba. This is stupid. And he's like, I just say it. Just keep saying it and say, God, connect my spirit to these words. And I was like, stupid. And I'm like, Baba Biba. Baba Biba. Baba Biba. Baba Biba. Baba Biba. Baba Biba. And then all of a sudden I was like, Baba Biba. <laughs> and I just started weeping. And I was like, Baba Biba. Baba Biba. You know, like, and I just started weeping, right? And then the guy's like, all right, he got it, right? And, and it was almost like this thing in my spirit, like, just uncorked. It was like, and just came out, and all this spiritual stuff came out. I'm just laying there. I'm like, <laughs> right? And then, and I, and then I woke up like an hour later. I was like, "What the heck happened?" <laughs> right? And and that was my experience. I was like, "All right, I believe in this thing." Okay. From then on, I, I said, "In faith, I'm going to speak in tongues." But there's times when that happened, and there's other times when I didn't feel a thing. I go in my room, and I'm like, "Ba ba ba." Like, and I don't feel a thing, right? And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, all right, God, like I'm trusting in faith that this is connecting my spirit to you right now. So some of you tonight, we're going to try it right now. Some of you are going to have moments where you're just like, some of you are going to be like, okay, this is really unfruitful for my mind. But in faith, God, I'm trusting you and I'm trying, trying to give this to you right now. In faith, I'm going to try to cry out to you. Some of you might just say, and just keep saying it. And, and he's a good God who gives good gifts to his kids. He's not going to be like, dude, they're doing it wrong, blasphemy, right? Like he's, he's, he, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. And I understand you don't want to do it wrong because it's like we, out of reverence for the Lord, but he's a good dad. You don't need to be afraid of this gift. It's really good. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.